All right. Well, welcome to Digging Deeper. And I have a special guest with me, and I am so excited that uh, I'm joined with Pastor Shankar. And he was here yesterday at Rise City. We had an awesome day and getting a chance to have a conversation with Shankar, as well as we had 20 people get baptized at Rise City Church, which was so fun. And just a privilege to be able to, to have you here and continue our conversation. And so how was yesterday for you at Rise City? Oh, amazing. Thank you so much, uh, Brandon, for having me and giving this opportunity. So it was amazing to see the church like this. <laughs> and a great day for me to seeing that uh, Trinity baptism and having conversation with you. So it was a great day. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, you you kind of made our 20 baptisms seem less significant only because you mentioned that they've, they've been able to baptize 3,000 people. Uh, and I'm, not, I'm joking in that, but it was it just incredible to be able to hear how God is working in India. And for those of you that may not be aware, uh, Shankar and the ministry that he leads is going to be one of our Christmas offering initiatives for December the 10th. And so we're excited and honored to be able to, to partner in that way. Uh, but yeah, yesterday we, we talked a lot about just your story and the ways that God is, is working. Uh, I think one of the things that, that stood out to me that was just, I remembered you sharing that with me in Turkey when we met uh, about 10 months ago, but I forgot this, the part about you almost wanting to kill your mom. Yeah. And so when you said that on stage yesterday, I was like, oh man, I forgot about that part. That's <laughs> significant. Yeah. Um, but Praise God for the way He's transformed your life. Yeah. And I'd love just for a moment, just, you know, anything yesterday that, any reflections, anything in particular, you saw the baptisms and the service, anything that stood out to you in general, just about Rise City, people you interacted with, things that you saw, any, anything that really stuck out to you? Yeah, I, I, I noticed that the church is very connected with each other. Okay. And, uh, yeah, it's really connected. And the, the way, you know, everything I, I, I saw yesterday, I felt like I'm in my church. Uh, oh. We do the same thing, you know, meeting people. And you know personally, uh, many people do fun, you know. Yeah. So that's really, you know, I felt like I'm in my church, you know. So oh, similar. Awesome. Yeah. Did uh, you have a lot of people come up and introduce themselves to you? And have conversations with you in the lobby or anything like that? They do, they do. Before, like, 10 minutes before, like, we don't meet, uh, like, you know, like, it's a 10 minute before that we do all the preparation for worship and we meet with people, just do introduction and with friends, we do fun and everything before we start our worship. We don't have that such a good setup. But we do the same communica yeah. communication, you know, with our people. So that was really nice for me. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe just describe a little bit more um, when when you do gather, you gather weekly. Is that correct? We do. Um, mostly the Sunday churches, we gather weekly. But okay. we have uh, like a thousands of our churches. Yeah. So that's uh, every week, each and every uh, part uh, in uh, in states, you know, that we do house churches. So that's our main goal to raise as much house churches. And Sunday church is like a one once in a week. And that's mostly we call the fellowship. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so when you gather together for, for worship, um, 
Yeah, what maybe just describe what that what that looks like. I mean, you said it's very similar. So there, you do some teaching. There's music. I mean, what what does that look like? So we do have three hour service. Three hour service. <laughs> <laughs> so we you're are, like yesterday was short. <laughs> yeah. So that two service be like like our one service. Okay. So we do three hour service. So our praise and worship goes at least like an hour. Ben, yeah. did you hear so. that? <laughs> Oh man, present worship goes when we have one hour. Like, well, I, I need to move to <laughs> India. Like, I get way more time there. <laughs> yeah, we dance, we worship. You know, the, we are very loud. Yes, on Sunday, awesome. so dancing. You have seen that in Turkey. Yeah, that how our people, you know, my team, they were dancing. Yes, during the worship, so we are very loud. And then that our uh, sermon that goes at least forty five minutes. Okay, forty five minutes hour, for the sermon. Okay, depending to it's like a. Uh, the India, the the community I work with, uh, their uh, the their I can say the capacity of to catch those uh, words and uh, the sermon, it's not that fast. So oh. we have to go very slow, step by step, and explain them what about, about what about the scripture. So it takes forty five minutes to one hour. To, is that is that because the language or uh, the dialect or what? No, no, it's because a lot of people they don't know Bible very well. So oh, we have okay. new people in our church, and then we have the old believers. So the church means. Uh, not only the old one, but the new one too. Mm. So we want to make sure that the both are getting understanding. Oh, yeah. Okay. So it's not that it's slow, but it's more we want people to understand the word the scripture is saying about that. So it takes forty five minutes to one hour. Then we do have announcement. Yeah. Altar call to new believers. So like you did yesterday, you can just sign up. We don't do that, but we do altar call. Okay. To new believers, so we do altar call and pray for them, and we want them if they they want to accept Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior. So that's we do in altar call. Okay, yeah. Are the children in the service with you, or do you do something different? Oh, we do after worship. We say we uh, like we rent our place, so we don't Mm -hmm. have our own place. Yeah. So we rent our place, and uh, what we do, we keep children with us, and then after worship. We send children for uh, Sunday school. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's uh, we we have rented one more classroom over there where can we teach children separately. So we don't have like a check-in, check-out system. Yeah. <laughs> just go. You mentioned and that come to me back. yesterday, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. go and come back. Yeah. So it's it's very simple. Like uh, it's like we have all system, but uh, it's it's a very simple way. So yeah, yeah. yeah. it's very different. Uh, the like like meeting with people, uh, it's very similar that mm-hmm. what you did yesterday, yeah. but the whole setup is totally different. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. Um, one of the things that I didn't get to ask you yesterday, uh, but it seemed like the by the videos that you sent me, some of the testimonies of what God's doing in and through the ministry there, um, is that physical healings are something that uh, God is doing in people's lives, and and. And through the physical healing, people then turning to look to Jesus. Um, would you be able to just share some stories and God, just how God is working through that? Because I think that that is something here, at least in the United States, uh, different branches of Christianity emphasize that. But as a whole, there's probably uh, a greater skepticism or less looking for that because of just kind of the, the medical technologies and things like that. But we see it so prominent in the life of Jesus and throughout the scriptures. 
And as I was hearing those testimonies and watching, I was like, wow, that is incredible. So how, how is God working through physical healings just there in India, particularly in your ministry? Uh, we have a work among the 100% Hindu community. Okay. So we don't have a single Christian background in our church, all mm. from coming from Hindu background. So the first step, those Hindu people, that those Hindu or from other, other community people, they are looking for healing and peace in their life. Mm. They are very disturbed, you know. The family, they are not living the peace. That husband uh, is a chronic alcoholic or some another problem in their family. So when we approach uh, and we when we go and share the gospel to them, we see that if they are going through any difficulties. So that's our first approach. Mm. So we tell them, you know, Jesus, he, have, he has came to heal you, yeah. you know, and give you peace in your life. So we have seen many, many miracles, physical miracle, miracle I'm talking. Okay. I still remember one incident happened with my life, in my, in my life. I was new believer and uh, my pastor, uh, uh, my pastor, he, he used to take house church in some, uh, in, in Kulaba, that's uh, South Mumbai. Okay. So one day he told me that Shankar, I'm not, uh, I'm busy, so I'm not uh, going to come to that house church. Can you go there and tell the family that I'm not coming? Just pray and come back. So I went there. The people were sitting and expecting that we are going to have our house church, and uh, I told them that uh, pastor is not going to come, so pastor is busy, so we are canceling that house church. We are not having house church. A lady uh, came with a baby, and uh, I still remember uh, the baby. It's like six months baby mm. uh, came with that baby, and the, that baby has all that white patches the, on the whole body, in his whole body, white patches. And she was crying and asked me to pray for him. And uh, I was new believer. <laughs> I was just, you know, yeah. I prayed, Lord, heal this boy. And that was on Thursday, Thursday house church. And that lady came to church on Sunday. I did not saw that boy. He was in that, uh, you know, uh, uh, scrolled in that uh, clothes. And after worship, we do have a testimony time when people comes and share their testimony, what God has done in their life during the week, you know, the month. So people stuff shares their testimony. This lady came and she started sharing her testimony that, and I saw that boy was fully clean with that white patches, fully wow. clean, not even a single dot, white dot uh, on his body. And that lady, she praises God that God has healed her boy. Mm. So that's amazing and have seen many miracles, you know, uh, the word of knowledge, you know, the name and this thing. So it's happening, still happening in India. And that's uh, one of the reasons that many Hindu people, they believe Christ. It's through because they see the physical yeah, healing yeah, take place. Yeah, they see the physical healing wow. uh, in their life. You know, huh. yeah, that's see, that, that, that's a, that's a, that's still happening in India. We see wow. in, in our churches. It's it's like uh, I, we see every often day. So, so yeah. I mean, that was a like a skin. skin that was a skin disease. So, like, you know, what are some other? I mean, some of it was it sicknesses or ailment? Like what? Yeah, yeah. it was like a 
like a pus coming from the water coming from that patches okay. it's like a boil boil okay it's like a boil on the whole body and oh. water coming from that and that lady couldn't believe it. he she she thought that her son is going to die yeah wow but god healed him yeah and i was new believer that time yeah and i know god use anyone when mm. we we trust him wow. so god healed him and uh her mom his mom was so happy and he she testified how god has done miracle wow. in her, in her life yeah well, uh, i know the yeah. the two testimony videos you sent me both involved um yeah like significant physical healings of, yeah, of a sickness yeah. or uh one was maybe a cancer yes um, that had been healed and just and to see that you know the one video you you sent it was the whole family was there so the, the yeah. healing brought about the gospel being received by the whole family you know when uh, the aids hiv started uh-huh. and it become a very uh, danger in india and when we began our ministry and uh, sometime i uh, sometime in like a 2004 5 it it gone very high especially in a slum mm. where we 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 do our we we had a we have our ministry so we started visiting people and we have seen many families they are uh, you know affected with hiv aids mm. and not everyone but we have a few testimonies in our church they got healed, healed of that uh, wow. of that and they have the previous report and they got the new report was not detected wow uh, anything and even the children got healed from that so still happening incredible and god is doing amazing work yeah that <laughs> yeah. is awesome yeah and i i i just want to ask if how it works and how the people you know believe that is still physical healing exist in us or what the churches look, uh, looks like well whether or not people still believe healings exist here in the United States. I, I definitely believe that people believe that. Um, I know I believe that. I know there are people in our, our church and throughout Christian circles mm-hmm. that believe that. I, I think that we see less of that or we give less credit to God because of generally healings take place through medical intervention now. Um, mm-hmm. Whether it's you know prescribing medicine or they can get like surgeries and all these different things. And, and so the the prayer is prayed but then the doctor is is who they go to um and and so i think that that has caused a lot of people probably to have um less reliance on the supernatural mm-hmm. but there are stories um yeah. there're definitely stories of people that hey, the tumor's gone you know or there was wow. this miraculous healing so i i i think that um I just think that people in general have a little bit more skepticism because it's it's just a it's a culture now in our country that um has reliance on technology sometimes yeah. more than, than mm-hmm. the Lord. One thing what uh, we do in India and uh, uh I am not criticizing yeah anything but what we really do in India and many churches so like uh like what I haven't seen uh in churches in us yeah. uh, i i have visited so what we do in india after worship we have a quiet time to hear from god hmm. so we want you know to 
something that the scripture or something a word of knowledge or to wait uh, uh to you know to listening from the holy spirit what he wants to say and if god you know holy spirit want to give any word of knowledge or he want to show anything so what we do in india after worship we like like a 10 minutes just a quiet time just to relax and hmm. receive from god and that's not, that time i have seen that you know people they start crying the, that you no know, they feel that spirit is touching them you know yeah. something happening in their life and that's that that 10 minutes is really helps people to get more closer to god after the present worship i i don't say that present worship doesn't connect with that but of course that present worship takes in takes yeah. us to the you know connect with god but this thing what we do it's normally you know to talk to people the any kind any special verse from the bible for a particular person you know and mm. sometimes they come and give testimony what uh, the this word the this was for me and god has touched my heart and god has changed me so do you do you after the kind of that, that time of of quiet i kind of have an open mic people oh, are allowed to oh, oh open mind oh people are not allowed this we only want to like a silent music and that okay. the lead team okay yeah not from not everyone from the church okay, okay. because that will make yeah. <laughs> sometimes so not everyone from the church but the lead team uh, okay. and on the stage of pastors pastors yeah yeah the yeah. lead pastor so that's totally you know his uh, job to lead that and yeah. i haven't seen that in most of the churches in us uh the the churches are very like you people are ama- like um, america is amazing everything is so uh, organized we are not that organized <laughs> we are not organized at all uh, but that quiet time really helps us to connect with people yeah, i think there's definitely something there we i think we even at rice city the times that we have created some space whether it's in taking communion or we've sat and just given s- silence we have seen people really be moved and i think i think that we are such a busy and stimulated culture there's there's always things going on um and even unfortunately even like in like a 3 hour service in india compared to ours is an hour and 15 minutes um we people I don't want to say this as a whole, but most people will be like that's too long because they've got other things to do. Yeah. And and I'm just just saying that sounds really sad. Or or to build in 10 minutes of the 75 minutes to just be quiet. People would be on their phones. <laughs> you know, and just start fantasy football. Um I don't know what that that that's a challenge to me and when you're saying that because mm. it it is. It's like I know from my own life like the ways in which I hear the lord and experience in the most are in those times of of silence and spending yeah. time to hear his voice and that's, that's true and we just probably haven't done a good enough job uh maybe I'm just speaking for Rice City um to help people have that type of environment to do that mm. well we will sometimes have like um worship nights which are set aside just spe- specifically for that but as far as the weekly sunday morning service that element is not very prominent and so Mm-hmm. I appreciate you saying that. Oh, <laughs> just because what we have we have seen that uh, spending time with you know just a quiet time. It's sometimes we we speak, we talk, yeah. we always talk, 
yeah but i feel sometimes it's really really important and even that that you know my quiet time with god so i pray but then i you know i once you know once i pray i i don't get up from my prayer but i i sit there yeah to hear from him what he wants from me for yeah. today yeah. and uh, you know whatever the god wants uh, mm. uh from me to do so same we do in the church especially for the people yeah. they are india is like uh they are surviving uh they don't have any choice but you know they are the their income or a- anything you know they mm. they are well very limited yeah and they they want to fully rely on god sometime mm. you know god whatever uh is happening in my life but i want to fully rely on you yeah yeah Ben and I actually were we had this conversation last week. I don't know if you remember this buddy, but uh we were talking about like what's kind of the next wave here in the United States of kind of the way God is moving. And one of the things that we talked about was we feel like that Christianity in the West is becoming less popular and more scrutinized. And so there's probably going to be less comfort in terms of um one pursuing Jesus. I uh, it for a long time it was kind of like most of the people in the United States either believed or tolerated and were okay with Christianity. There's more people now starting to think that Christianity is the problem versus the answer, which as I was listening to you yesterday, share just in the bed bug thing, right? Where you talked about like persecution generally causes people to really have to cling to Jesus more and be more desperate, which probably is a really good thing to happen here in the Western world because in our comfort, we've become less dependent on Christ. Um and my wife and I were talking about this last night after listening to your story just of of almost having a it's like an envy, but it's also not an envy. There's an envy of like the closeness that you describe that people have with Jesus that comes because of just how desperate people are. We long for but at the same time the luxuries that sometimes that we have in the United States, we don't want to give up. <laughs> but they mm-hmm. actually sometimes can become a, a a barrier for us to actually really depend on Jesus fully. Yeah. yeah. And so it's just like this kind of tension that's there. Um but I think that there is going to there's coming a time that that Christians here in the West are going to really have to hold fast to their faith more than they ever have because it's not necessarily the popular thing or the comfortable thing, but it's do you really believe this and will you mm. will you pursue Jesus above all else? So mm. I don't know. I guess that like do you do you find gratitude then in the circumstances that you find yourself in in India because it causes you to rely on the Lord more or do you feel like the people wish that they could move out of those desperate situations? I think uh I so what was happening in India uh the persecutions and I have seen that the most of the pastors i i can say almost like 90% plus they want to be there and they want to continue witness uh their people my friend from texas offered me uh when he his church heard me my strategy what i'm doing disciple making my friend he offered me to be with their church for 3 years or 5 years and they are ready to support me my family to move out here mm. I told them you know I can come here once in a 3 month or 4 month if you want more for for a week 
but my heart's in heart in india mm-hmm. even the persecution uh, brandon i can uh, i can tell you the joy of sharing uh, the gospel being with people is totally different mm-hmm. so i i see that you know we we are 100% rely on god if i have everything that dependency on me mm. but you know it's more about god yeah. you know what's happening it's about him he will take persecution or he want to be uh, us in a persecution no problem but he's the in charge now yeah, <laughs> yeah he's the in charge in india yeah. now pastors i i had a, recently we did a medical uh, training for mm-hmm. our pastors one of my pastor from north india he was there with his wife he's getting call calls from the police officers continuously uh he in a false charge of conversion mm. and this man is here fully rely on god taking training he he's telling me oh nothing will happen they will they 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 will call me and they will put me in the jail no problem we have to uh face that yeah. so uh i think what what happening the one of the reason that we are growing is that we are 100% depending on yeah. god and at taking persecution as from god yeah not uh, from other side yeah so well first off it was texas so no one wants to live in texas so that if we offered you that same thing in southern california would you come no. <laughs> my i love my people brandon I know, yeah joking. i i will come here and i will i, I will come I here for can't. a week or 10 yeah. days i spend i will i will spend a quality time with you you are a great host <laughs> just kidding. you are a great host but uh my i love i yeah. really love my people i love that and i want to be with them and one of my my like like i'm i'm passionate about disciple making and when i talk about disciple making it's not just that i want to finish my training programs and i'm done with that i want my disciple must do better than me hmm. and that's my success wow that what i want to see that Can you say that again make sure people got that you what is I success i want the success when my disciple does better than me hmm and that's my success if we don't forget the scripture that jesus said you will do more than me mm. and that doesn't mean about healing that doesn't mean about prophecy it's all about people yeah i have chose 12 but you can do more than 12 he has a limited time three and a half years but we have a Yes. So you have a 30 40 50 yeah, 30, years. Yeah, 30 40 right, 50 years yeah. and lifetime and we can do uh you know we can raise more people. Yeah. So I believe that that's that's a call. Hmm. That's a call. We are not called to become a famous or be a, like a stage a preacher but to make disciple. Hmm. To make disciple to see somebody succeed in their life. Yeah. Yeah. Do do you see that playing out in the United States much uh, just off your observation uh I don't <laughs> you don't <laughs> I, I it's okay <laughs> I don't either <laughs> yeah I, 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 I think being around you and, and getting to hear how God's working through you like it's inspiring and it's challenging 
to me mm. as a pastor and as a follower of Jesus. And I'm and I'm I, so for you to say that it's 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 actually it's it's a good thing to hear because it it's it's motivating. So, that uh, uh, again, uh, like my observation, yeah. I'm wrong. My observation that the the churches in uh, United States is very systematic mm-hmm. and very organized. Okay. So if you you have done a good study, your theologian, or you have done Bible college and everything, then you are pastor. Mm-hmm. you appointed as a pastor but in india in all churches no one has done anything <laughs> <laughs> they are more they are more i can say they have a like a personal experience yeah you know they are the field worker but not the bible college worker yeah so we have more practical uh, so it seems like if we could if we could like sync those two things together people that have field experience and practice yeah. and then equipping for education that yeah. those two would be really powerful yeah i don't say that we sh- we should not have education we must i do online uh, like a theology uh, yeah. i know i'm doing that i need uh, some uh, bachelor theological degree yeah. and even i i challenge my people to do that but it's really important how practical yeah we are you know involved yeah. in ministry because when you go and uh, like you know uh, share the gospel you just need to know that Jesus is the Lord and Savior. Mm. You don't need the much yeah. knowledge about that. Yeah. Okay, once they start following Jesus, then you have to yeah. you have to have knowledge to lead them in Christ. But I have seen Brandon uh, that you know, uh, like the practical things when you do personal things, what God has done in your life. Mm. You know that uh, the, the the Samaritan lady, she didn't said anything about the. what mentioned the bible she only said what god has done in her uh-huh. life yeah. and the whole samaria got yeah. changed yeah so the testimony is really what god has done in my life what jesus has done my in my life hmm. yeah uh, in india they most of the people they don't read bible yeah they read our life well that passage in acts that says that the disciples were unschooled and ordinary men yeah and um i've my favorite is one of my favorite word studies because uh the unschooled is uh the greek word idiotes is where mm. we get our word idiot from uh-huh um so i always say like the disciples were a band of ordinary idiots that changed the world <laughs> because they knew jesus right because yeah. they've been with jesus mm, so yeah. any other things that before we close the conversation that, that any questions that you have or anything that you observed or just any more to uh how you see like america like united states have to be like uh uh america U- united states has done great work sending missionaries all over the world even that their resources everything and uh, what you see that the the christianity is going down mm. uh, uh you know and uh, i i hear i hear from my friends and pastors how like uh the people have taken for granted mm. everything but as a as a as a as a christian what do you think that that united is state need to change wow um i mean i think that i think we need to to take our hands off the wheel and stop being in social control i think that we we pride ourselves on our organization and on our systems and 
and our luxuries and comforts that we really enjoy we're very prosperous uh, as at, at large even even the people that are in our blue collar class so to speak or less like they still are they still have more amenities than the majority of the world and Jesus gave great warning against um, just greed mm. and greed um, comes in different forms Jesus said and so I think for for followers of Jesus including me like we, we've got to figure out, how to really see him as the treasure in the field that's worth forsaking all else and to, to buy that field so we can just get that treasure. Mm. Um, and I, I don't know. I think this struggle that I have is trying to figure out how that happens because the, 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 the fish bowl that we live in, right, the water that we swim in in the United States, it is, it is um, consumerism. It is getting things and amenities and luxuries and opportunities. Mm, mm. And I think that that makes it very difficult to even in our pursuit of Jesus to, to, to know what it really is to truly pursue him. So I think it's helpful and good. I think Christians need to open their minds up and be aware of what God is doing all over the globe. I think we've become so ethnocentric, meaning that we get mm. so focused on just our own culture that it's really important to have friendships and even opportunities and maybe go visit places that are very different than here, which can awaken you at times to see, oh my goodness, like there's a different level of faith that I didn't know existed. Mm. I think that there's repentance that's necessary in the hearts of followers of Jesus here. Like just to repent of, mm. I've, I've put my trust and my uh, allegiance more in material things than my, my master and savior. Like, um, I do think there's an awakening coming in our country. I really do believe that. And I think that God is stirring the pot with a lot of the divisions that are taking place politically. The people that are, um, that are starting to say like this whole having everything actually results in still being depressed and mm. still being anxious. Mm. And there's something that's still what that I, I that, that I'm, not, I'm not satisfied. I need a deeper level of like, and that, that hole in the soul is, is only filled by, by Jesus Christ. Mm. And I think that the more that people hit rock bottom, including whoever is, that the more than they mm. will have desperation. And so I, I, I don't know. I, I, I think that God is starting to shift and change the environment to prune mm. and to also like really call out the followers of Jesus to really cling to him. Wow. And so, and I think as a pastor and a follower personally, like um, I'm trying to start to, even more so cut back and rid myself of some of these things that do become distractions. Mm. And um, so, yeah. but it's hard. Yeah. It, it is, it's very hard um, yeah. because on the same side of it, right? Like I'm thankful that like there is a prosperity piece to the United States yeah. for the benefit of even like a Christmas offering to be able to, right. to generously provide in that regard. Yes. So like there's strengths here as well. Yeah. Um, but I hope that, our hearts are what are captivated most by the Lord, yeah. uh, more than just doing things, giving money, all this kind of stuff. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have blessed many countries, and you have blessed all over the world by giving your resources and sending mm -hmm. missionaries. So, yeah, so yeah. I appreciate everything. You know, God has raised you, United States, to bless many other nations. Yeah, yeah, we have seen that. Yeah, yeah, and I hope. You know, as a as an American, I hope that we can at some point come back to some sense of um, cultural pride. 
like pride in our country. Like we we're, we're, we're starting to experience a pretty good fracture of, of people not loving where they're from. Like the heart that you express for the people in India, mm. you're finding less and less of that in America. Oh. Mm. And I think that like to band together and I think that in terms of even who we start as a nation, and at least in one nation under God, like until we come back to that, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I think that, that the church needs to be on mission because that we're not under God. Like we're kind of like more under ourselves. Mm. So, um, so I just, I don't know. All I have to say, I'm inspired and grateful for just hearing the way you love your people and, uh, and the way God's working through you. Uh, yeah. That's the thing that, you know, when you love that may that will keep you connect with your people yeah. and i just love to raise them i just want to see great things yeah. uh, in their in their life so yeah. yeah well shankar thank you for just opening your heart up and sharing a little bit more oh. and uh i am assuming those getting to watch or listen are, are blessed by oh, that thank you so much thank you so much for having me here and then just want to say that come out from your comfort zone hmm and you will see the great thing. Come out from your comfort zone and see yeah. the great thing. That's a yeah. good word to, to end on. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So December tenth is a Christmas offering. Let's 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 do something we do know how to do well, and let's let's be super generous <laughs> and 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 fuel the movement of what God is doing in oh, Mumbai. Something. And um, yeah, hope so, this was enjoyable for you. So grateful, Brandon. So grateful. Grateful for you as well, Shankar. Just, Thank you. So. Yeah. All right, we will talk to you next week as we close out this Sunday, the Meltdown series. So that will be the last one, and then uh, we'll talk about that next week on Digging Deeper. So see you later. See you later. Thank you. Thank you.